I'm Phil Liggett, and this is The Wheelhouse. Do you like that one? I did. <laughs> this is The Wheelhouse Podcast. My name's Joel Spreadborough. Catherine Bates is here as well. Good morning, slash afternoon, slash evening. We don't know what time of day it is in the bunker. But I need coffee. I know that. At we all ha- points. <laughs> We've ordered a coffee. I'm wondering if it's going to come in mid-show. Mm. We'll see. Anyway, Mm. massive show coming up. Spring has sprung uh, in a European cycling context. Anyway, we'll talk all things classics. Uh, Two giants coming together much earlier than expected. We're all very excited about that. Uh, I want to have a look and a chat about some highly eye-catching headwear as well, and just cycling fashion because it really bamboozles me. And what has Kate Bates, Olympian, world champion, done to upset the nation of Belgium? We're going to find out. A little bit later on, aren't we, Kate? Yes, Joel. I haven't. I mean, look, I'll put it out there to start. I haven't had my like passport denied entry or anything uh-huh. like that. It's not, not yet. that serious. Okay. <laughs> I did make it sound like yes. There's a whole country chasing you right now. Yeah. Although I, I also, I haven't tried. So okay, it could be. We'll but find yeah, out. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Let's go to UAE first. Uh, the, the winds of change blowing hard in the desert. Let's talk about the echelon. The, You're the, very poetic today. Well, I just, I, it's fascinating watching, watching the, the impact that can be had on a race. And we've, we've seen it there. Let's go to you because you know everything about everything when it comes to this. Indeed. How much have the, the, the <laughs> echelon stages changed the, the complexion over there? Well, I think firstly, isn't echelon just quite a beautiful word? I, I'm so glad that you stopped to pause and celebrate that. It yes, really it's is. An it's amazing a lovely word. word. Um, Essentially, echelons only happen in the wind, in the crosswind more specifically, uh, and it's when a team or a rider uh, wants to force a break and they put themselves in the gutter on one side of the road and then the riders essentially fan across the road until you hit the other gutter. And however many riders they can fit in between is the size of the bunch. So you end up with uh, usually 10 to 12 rider bunches completely spread out because once you're out of the wind there Uh you're on your like you're literally in full wind it's the only place you can get any kind of windbreak so when it's a really strong crosswind it works wonders and it is exceptionally hard to hold a wheel and it's also a bit dangerous because that's when you can get a lot of overlapping wheels and a lot of falls if you don't like the wind Races like UAE or Qatar and a lot of the spring classics are an absolute nightmare Mm. uh, because if you can't nail where you sit in an echelon, it's drafting. Do you remember the movie Days of Thunder? Of course, yes. Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise. Yeah, very early, yes. Yeah, a little bit of a saucy scene where the drafting gets, you know... um, Shown to her on her inner thigh, I believe. How We're so early in the show. That's okay. And look where I'm going. It's pretty much like that. So yeah, okay. you can either listen to our explanation or go watch Days of Just Thunder. Just go watch Days of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Same premise. It's I all about that, it's wind one of the, and drafting. One of the only sports or situations in the world where putting yourself in the gutter is a mm. positive thing. It is. It yeah. is. And the further over you – like you can do it in small ways too where you only provide enough wind assistance for your team. Yep. Um, and obviously, the narrower the road, the more dangerous it is again because fewer people can fit into that bunch. Okay. Uh, but it creates an elastic band effect where you're hanging on the back, hanging on the back, and then it snaps and it's all over Red Rover. Except for uh, the, the the guns of the bunch. So let's talk about mm. Remco. Uh, he's Remco. come out, he's at UAE. He's like, yeah, you know, I had a pretty good day. 
Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to. Well, what's, what's a very good day for Remco? World champion. Because that's a very good day. Was that a very good day? Or was that? Was that it's a, I've had a mildly okay day. Yeah. Well, no, because what happened on this particular stage is it split to a group of about twelve, and then they did group one and group two came back together because when you turn out of the crosswind, different story. So they mm-hmm. turned out of the crosswind. Two groups merged, and actually his teammate Tim Merlier ended up winning the stage. So yep. good day for Remco. But okay. not sure. Not you know, didn't uh, not a world champion winning day. Yeah, okay. Um, but uh, you know, he's in. Oh, he's clearly in good form. Yep. What I find interesting, and I think this is probably a topic to dive into um, in next week's show when we're really in amongst the classics, though, is that Remco is a really lightweight rider mm. for what he does in the wind um, and for how much power he has. So usually we say riders like Adam Yates, they really struggle in this situation. They're climbers. Usually just under 60 kilos. We're talking kind of 57 to 60 kilos is what a lot of the climbers are. And then you get the classics riders um, generally. And you'd, you'd look at someone like Jay Vine to be that kind of build um, who would be good or Luke Plapp. And they're more around the 68 to 70 kilo mark, yeah, 72 okay. kilos. So, you know, it's quite a difference in physique. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have the outliers like Van Art, who's just a giant. And then, but Remco is super light frame for what he's capable of. And I think that makes him super dangerous. But Luke Platt was also up there as well. Yeah, decent day um, out for the uh, young Plappy. Yeah, but yeah. look, he can just generate enormous amounts of power. Yeah. But I reckon from these people are going to say, oh, what can he do at the big tours? Because he's that young up and comer like you know, Remco was last year, like we saw with Pogaccio a couple of years ago. But Plappy is 10 kilos heavier than the rest of them. That'll bite him in the climbs. Okay. So, we, I mean, we can talk about that, I reckon, next week in more detail because yeah. there's a lot to dive into and you never want to talk about weight in a fleeting manner. Um, but fair to say that Remco well and truly punches above his weight when it comes yeah. to riding in the wind. Is he defying the conventions of, of what... Of the physiology that you're sort of talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I mean, guess. you always have outliers, right? Yeah. Like you have most of them fit in here and then you have the outliers. And yeah. I suppose often the outliers is where the real brilliance happens. Okay. Well, look, uh, Lukey Plapp doing well. Another Aussie, um, not so much in the, in the sense of not being there. Jay mm. Vine, not so fine. You've stolen uh, my line. So sorry, your <laughs> line. Uh, you can use mine. Mine was going to be Vine has been chopped down uh, by a dodgy Ooh. knee. But I've I've now used that as well. So sorry, I've stolen both. Of those. Um, <laughs> it has. Oh, I don't think we need to freak out. Like he's got a dodgy knee. Yep. So it is. He's okay. Uh, well, you know, I guess there's two ways to look at it. It's either preventative, as they've said, and it's really not a big deal. But unless he takes a bit of rest, it's not going to get better. He's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Essentially, um, or it's potentially more serious than what anybody is really giving away. And I think in that case, it'll be a big moment for Jay because every athlete hits a moment of injury. It's a mental game to get over injury more than a physical game, I think. Yeah. He's very machine-like because he went on social media. He's like very, very up and down. Matter of fact, here's what's happened. There's no emotion around it. But I think that's a good way to approach it, right? Because there's a lot of emotion attached in injuries in anything related to your body when you make a living out of your body. Yeah. You know, a sore knee to you is not the same as a sore knee to somebody whose life 
you know. Depends on. Depends on it. Well, yeah. you know, his livelihood, maybe not his life, but his livelihood. Uh, and so I think being having a bit of a mechanical approach to it is, is going to serve him well. But I do hope that it is just precautionary. But being a bit of a crap tour for them, mm. got to say, it's the their home, home tour. tour. Yeah. They came in with Yates thinking that he would be a great option or Vine as another option. Uh, Vine, not so fine. Yates... <laughs> Too much of a lightweight. Oh, <laughs> almost got it. Uh, he got jettisoned in the crosswinds. And, you know, but yeah. um, Milano did win a sprint stage. So they clawed a little bit back there. Yeah. I think he was probably a name that people weren't really looking at. And he's probably now feeling very pleased with himself. Absolutely. As the saviour of the UAE Tour for Team UAE. For the team, yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, no, disappointing for Jay after the home summer he had and the, the trajectory he was on. But look, like you say, it might just be a short. Ah, ups and downs. Yeah, that's it. Swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. There's going to be a lot more shitty, disappointing moments in his career yep. than there are super victorious ones. I think that's for any career. Yeah, so, what a fabulous nah. segue that is. <laughs> Shitty, disappointing moments because we've got one oh, here. Oh, where are we going? Extraordinary. Now, <laughs> your mate Caleb, who oh. still hasn't come onto the show, but that's all right. Mm. Uh, this is this is this is horse racing. This is like I've, I haven't seen anything like this in cycling. You probably have. You've been around it for a while. Photo finish madness, absolute madness. Now we've got images. Mm. You can have a look on our social media. Uh, how do you describe this? I think you say there's not not a pixel in it, or there's a pixel. Between the tyres? I, I don't even yes. know. Yes. I mean, officially there was a pixel, like a solo single pixel. I okay. think um, Sweet FA <laughs> is what I would describe. <laughs> I like, how do you divide that? Seriously. It's at what point do they just say it's a dead heat? Yeah. So I've seen this a couple of times. It happened at Amstel Gold. It happened for the ladies at Brabant Par last year. So, like, ridiculously close where the photos got analysed and reanalysed on social media to the millionth degree. Yeah. It opened this big discourse around what are the rules, are the photo cameras actually accurate, what if they're out by a mill, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm thinking, how is this continuing to happen? So, I've had a bit of a deep dive, Joel. Now, yeah. if, if you don't mind giving me a moment, and uh, if you're listening, not watching, I've got this giant folder giant folder here. Uh, these are some regulations, Joel. So you are right now, you're looking at the UCI's practical guide for the Finnish judge. <laughs> yes. That's what it's actually called. Isn't that called. an inspiring sounding yes. document? Right. But you, there's a lot of papers here. Okay. Can you read, I believe, point 26 yes, verbatim? Yes, indeed. Right. Dead heat. Yes. In the event of a dead heat... For the purposes of awarding a title after a road event, the two riders will be separated in accordance with the following. Uh -huh. Dot point. If the finish takes place on a road and the two riders will race against one another over a distance of 1,000 metres from a standing start. A one-kilometre shootout. A one-kilometre shootout. When you can't pick them apart. This is a rule. This is this in is the rule. book. Yep. This is in the literal book. You've yep. got the dusty tome there. Yes. We went deep into the archives. Mm -hmm. Why don't they use it? I mean, you can oh, – it's a huge folder I've got here. Yeah, no, I was um, up reading it before the show. <laughs> yeah. Getting caught up. Uh, well, I've never heard of it used, but I 
I'll be honest, this is a very big folder. There's a lot of UCI rules. Some of them I know. This one I didn't know. Do the officials know? Uh, have, they, have they read it? Because they're like, oh, wait, we could have I'm not sure. Maybe we need to circulate it. Uh, uh, but how curious. I mean, fantastic so. rule. But why aren't they using it? Well, is this a situation where you may have, again, looking at the photo, there's... To the naked eye, very, very little there. That but Caleb misses could out. Have been, that, that would have been one of the best cycling moments you will ever watch. Absolutely. Right? Is Tim Merlier and Caleb Ewan from a standing start. Yeah. Frump. I, I would have been equally disappointed for Tim if, if it went the other way. You'd be like, oh. Poor oh, guy, you know, like, look at it. You know, the funny thing is, I actually don't even really care who won. No. <laughs> I'm not like all defensive of Caleb or something, <laughs> um, you know, although go Aussie go. But I yep. just think I'm disappointed that the judges had the discretion to do that yep. and chose instead to really hang on to a pixel, a single All pixel. they had to do was consult point 26 in the practical guide for the Finnish judge. Such exactly. a catchy title. It's, it's easy to find It's a practical guide, yeah. Joel. I also think, and the next question here is, mm. when's a dead heat a dead heat? And why can't we just have, I don't know, maybe this is me with the whole every child wins mm. a prize sort of mentality, but when's a dead heat a dead heat? Like that, that you don't get much closer. The, the old saying, it's a bee's dick, Kate. I've said it. There you go. <laughs> that it's is, not even that. It's very Australian saying. Thank you. Yes. It's one of Welcome our- Welcome to our uh, foreign listeners. Aussie vernacular, uh, bee's dick, basically means there's not much th- in oh, it. No, millimeters. no. I think it's self-explanatory, Joel. No, look, I'll draw you a diagram <laughs> just so we can- So I've got the whiteboard. But I here. think the point is, if there's this awesome thing in place that they can have a shoot off, why aren't they using it? The bee's dick shoot off. Oh my goodness. We just thought look. of a name. Why don't we send that to the UCI? Maybe they'll use it if it has a catchy name like that. Well, you know, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. If the UCI are listeners, <laughs> yeah. firstly, we apologise. I know that you're listening, yeah. Um, secondly, what do you think of Joel's idea? Soz. Um, inter- really interesting, though. And I, Look, I love the idea of a 1K shootout. Me too. I think that is fantastic. And if it happens at Paris-Roubaix, yeah. they do it around the velodrome. Oh. I know. Two riders, Come one on. kilometre, one champion. Girl can dream. Okay. Uh, interesting, unfortunate Caleb. He's had a run, has he? He's a bit of a trot, Caleb. He has. But, uh, he has. I, I think that if he can just stay motivated through this, yeah. he'll emerge. Emerge. I, like this, the, the phoenix rising. Yes, from the, yes, okay. yes. New nickname for him. Yes, phoenix. I was thinking butterfly out of cocoon. Yes, for those but, watching on, on the video stream at the moment, we have oh, uh, the you. wonderful... Gareth, um, one of the crew of River City Studios, the wonderful producer of this podcast, has just delivered our coffee. He has. He's an Thank absolute you. legend. Thank you. And right. I'm so glad that that happened mid-record. Well, <laughs> well we're good to I go really now. I really needed this coffee. Let's move <laughs> yes. on. So I love uh, getting excited about big matchups. Now, there's one coming a lot sooner than we may, have, well, definitely would have expected. We'll call it the Clash of the Titans, the big guns coming together for the first time since last year's tour. Now, mm. it's interesting because one of them is Pog. So we'll, mm. we'll always get excited when he's doing anything. The other one is your long-lost cousin, Jonas. Oh, Ringegor. Jonas. Where has he been? Was he at the family Christmas? Oof, he wasn't. He was a no-show. Seriously. He's been a no-show for a while. And look, I a lot know. of that, he had good reason to have a bit of a He a did. A he spell. had a bit of a mental health break, which I absolutely commend him for. Um, it's a tough sport and oh. there's a lot to it. And if you need a bit of brain time, take a bit of brain time. Take a, take a, like, take the space. Do what you got to do, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, but we're going to see them 
Side by side. It's it's epic, isn't it? It uh, is. Pog has like pulled a real swifty with his prep calendar, hasn't he? Because he's sort of he hasn't been here. He's no, like, I'm going well, I'm, I'm doing it. This is the big point, Joel. And I'm look. I'm very proud of you because you've come into cycling a little bit later, but you already see the massive significance of this. And it's not only that we're seeing um, Jonas Vingegaard for the first time this year racing. Um, not only will we see them go head-to-head at Paris-Nice, which mm-hmm. is 10 days, 1,200K, including a team's time trial, it's a big race. The race you know? to the sun. And it has been won um, in the year that they've gone on to win the Tour de France by Bradley Wiggins, Garen Thomas, Bernal. Yep. Richie Porte has won a couple of times and then podiumed at the Tour de France. So this is... So it's the Golden Globes. A pretty... Yeah, it is, exactly. Yeah, sure. it's, or the Arias, the if Baftas. you will. Sure. The Arias uh, before the Grammys. Grammys, yeah, know. cool, cool. But it's of significance. Now, last year, they both did Strada Bianchi and then Torino Adriatico, and that was their lead-in. They've both completely flipped that preparation on its head, uh, skipping Strada Bianchi, heading to Paris-Nice. Yep. It's, it's curious. It's most curious, Like, for yes. Pogaccia to completely – it's almost as though – he was so confident going into the tour last year, but then when he lost, he's gone, well, you know, if you keep doing the same thing and it doesn't work, that's kind of the definition of stupid. So let's not. Let's mix it let's up. Let's mix it up. And yeah. he's mixed it up. So I'm I'm really looking forward to to seeing what they do. And there'll be a lot of eyes on Vingegaard. Like, yeah. what is, where has he been? What has he been up to? Is he coming in with form? How's he yeah. feeling mentally? Uh, I actually feel like he's going to get... A lot of pressure from the media with a lot of questions, but you know, hopefully the team protects him a bit from that. One hundred percent, yeah, absolutely, because that long spell off. But obviously, like he's he's going to come back with eyeballs on him, and I'm wondering about Pog as well because we've had a lot of chat. We were chatting about on last episode. Every other rider just basically being like, Pog's here. Pog's doing his thing. Is there an element of um? flexing happening here from Pog, like yeah, making we, these oh, appearances. Like I a bit know. of oh, 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 here I am. I don't think so. No. I think he kind of paddles his own canoe. Yeah. I think he just wants to <laughs> so to speak. I, I think he wants to just try something a little bit different. Uh-huh. Um you know the the one thing that he hasn't tried differently is the little tuft out the top of his helmet. Um, if you are watching, you can see it out the top of his helmet on our screens. Um, otherwise you can look at our social media for any of the photos we if, put it, up of Pog, it's yeah, in every photo. The tuft is. out it, the top look, of the helmet. You know what applies? Uh, if it ain't broke. Well, I don't know. Aerodynamically, weapon. I could certainly argue that. You reckon it's taken a bit off him? Well. Well, maybe that's good for everyone else. I don't know. The tuft. The tuft that gives the others some, hope. Maybe he should get some gel. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Well, maybe we should send him some. That might woo him onto the... <laughs> hey, Merxy, can we borrow a bit of your hair gel to send to Pog uh, to try and lure him onto the podcast? Is that all right? That's okay. I've got some for him. <laughs> I've got sense. some for him. It's almost like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I love that. Merxy just has everything <laughs> He does. Uh, look, good to see you, cousin Jonas. It's been a while. It We're is. looking forward to seeing what you have to do, Jonas Vingegaard. Uh, It'll be great. Another welcome back. So yes. another one. Now, this is you say I'm sort of newish to the sport. This is an athlete I wasn't overly familiar with. I saw mm. a little bit of her. I'm talking about the flying fin. Um, <laughs> I love Tala, it. The, That'll stick. The flying fin files in Valencia. That's the line I wanted to use. Uh, what do you reckon? I like it. I like the flying fin. She's back. Yes. She was um, Lotta Lapisto. I always thought that was the best name Good in the name. sport. Good name. Um, Up there with Buck Peters is, is one of the great isn't names. It? Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, 
she was like the up and coming star in yep. cycling. Literally burst onto the scene with this incredible um, turn of speed and staying power. Medaled at the World Championships. Uh, she was on the podium at La Course. She won Gent Wavelgum. Really, really super talented. And then, poof, disappeared. Yeah. Like, just disappeared off the face of the earth. And nobody really knew why. Her team just said she just didn't want to re-sign, even yeah. though the offer was there. Three years later, she's emerged. She's a new mother. So she okay. took the three years to also have a baby. I don't believe that's why she left the sport. She said that she just felt burnt out. Like her rise was so meteoric and it happened all so quickly. She didn't really plan on it and uh, needed some time out. She said even a year ago, yeah. she wasn't planning a comeback. Well, she didn't have a contract. She didn't She didn't chase one either. No. She did a bit of amateur racing, but she's like, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to. Yeah, but they lured her back in and she's come second in two stages at Sentimentana Valenciana mm -hmm. behind Alyssa Balsamo, yep. um, who was our world champion a couple of years ago. Insane. Like yeah. to do that in your first race back it's, it's, it's after a big special. hiatus, yep. pretty special. I, I mean, I'd love to... to see a Strava or a Zwift power files or something because she's clearly yeah, okay. been training the house down. Yeah, she hasn't. She hasn't but stopped. She's just no, hasn't but been nobody's in the talked about her at all. It's like okay, no, she nobody even realised she was back. It's well, we, really well done. She's come back <laughs> very, very strong. I, yes. I wanted to ask a question because obviously, see, we see uh, that she's still right up there. But have mm. other rivals like having that amount of time away from the sport? How big of a gap, like between some of the other, I guess, dominant forces in the women's tour like it's i don't know is this yeah. a flash in the pan or is it like here we go this this here, no, here's another a, name it's a good year. question i don't think it's a flash in the pan at all like yeah. i think she's super talented and um she didn't have the love for it it was a bit overwhelming so she went away thought about is this something i really want to do okay boom you back but i do have a bit of a theory uh this is not backed by science okay disclaimer <laughs> uh, entirely backed by observation yeah an anecdote is that the people at the really pointy end of the sport, and I'm talking about people like who... Like Exactly, yeah, like yeah. Merxy, who win races, come close to winning races, are general, you know, are contenders, are up there in the top, say, 20% of the sport, right? Mm -hmm. Even if they're untrained, they're still going to be world to a standard. Yeah. But they maybe won't be in the top 20%. But when they have any training, they just have the physiology. It's like a standard deviation above the rest of the world tour, that top 20%. Yeah. So really, they've just got it naturally. And when they train, they get more finesse and they get better. And, you know, so long as they're at race weight and they're doing, you know, putting in the Ks, it comes yep. together. The X factor. Yeah, it is yep. a bit. Like, yep. I, I mean, it's, it's a little bit unfair, actually. And I think, you know, I had a little bit of that myself. And yep. I learnt my work ethic from my sister, who didn't necessarily have the the same natural ability but worked super bloody hard yep. um, to get where she did. Yep. And so I think when you're looking at riders like Hentala, she's just got that physiology and as long as she's trained, she'll be there and thereabouts. She's going to be thereabouts. She's going to be top yeah. 10 for the year? Yeah, it's a loose theory. Okay. I think that's but a new slogan is. for the wheelhouse there, not not based on science. The wheelhouse <laughs> podcast, not based on science. Uh, no, I really like that. It's like... It's like me at the buffet. Everyone's just like, gee, it's not fair. He hasn't even practiced. And look at him. <laughs> Three plates ahead it's of all Sizzler. of us. Sizzler. Yeah. Oh, don't bring up Sizzler. 
Uh, for those who don't know, Sizzler's the buffet that never, no longer exists. Uh, All you here can in eat potato skins. Google those. Yeah. Oof, they were good. Yeah, you got to write them off though. I went twice this week without any potato skins on the old MTB and. Uh, Tell you what, just quick segue. The, the watermelon, wheelhouse watermelon, does a great job. The kit in the bush, is on the road, doesn't matter where you are. Jeez, it I pops. will, um, I will after the show post some photos of you, Joel, in said watermelon kit. Enjoy it, yeah. Please. And again, while Harry Styles is taking over Australia, <laughs> you might get some teenage girls chasing you. <laughs> They'll get a bit of a watermelon sugar high when you ride. Oh, on there fast. it is. You and your styles and references. <laughs> I, I, look, I wanted to talk about fashion and, and, of course, talk about our wonderful merchandise. But there's a reason I want to talk about fashion because I've heard of wild fashion. Uh, Let's talk about the new oh, time sure. trial. <laughs> Let's oh. talk about the UNOX time trial helmet. Uh, I've done. I, look, I know that Merxy, our super producer, does a lot of the work around all of the work when it comes <laughs> to the graphics and and this putting this show together. I came in last night. I borrowed his keys. I used his logins, and I did a bit of an impression of of what I think this helmet reminds me of. Um, if that's okay, I'm going to show it to you right now. So the UNOX time trial helmet for me really evokes. The thought of this. Trump. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> now, for those listening on, the time trial helmet very much reminds me of the helmet worn by Darth, Darth Vader well, or a stormtrooper in Star Wars. And if you're watching, you'll notice that Joel has said helmet uh, on yeah. the table. Yes. Uh, it's a... Uh, Yes, it's a it's a Darth Vader helmet, and we're of course talking about the Unox helmet. Yes, that they rolled out um, in Algarve in the time trial. Oh look, it had people talking. I'll say that. What was your reaction? Farshan. Ah, look, I am a self-confessed luddite when it comes to technology, <laughs> but I I I actually sit a little bit on the fence um, okay. with the legs dangling on either side because I'm very I love tradition. You know, like it, I mean. Down to bike design and everything, I I just love the beauty of traditional bikes. However, I also really love technology and it's a real uh, collision yes. when, when this happens. But I will say that the thought behind it, the technology is really cool and uh, it kind of evolved from Dan Bigham. You'll recall we talked about him last yep. year. He's, he's the aerodynamicist. Uh, working for Ineos, he was a one-time holder of the World Hour Record. Hour record yeah. um, but from an aerodynamics point of view, he's just a genius. Great yes. book. He's got a great the book. The helmet. It's yeah, the POC helmet. Yeah. He helped develop. He kind of showed off as and because it, it's almost like goes without question. If Dan Bigham signs off on it, it's done. Give it a go. Yeah. Right. So this. I wonder how many times he's watched Days of Thunder. Uh, quite a lot, I'd reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wonder how many explanations he's given. I hope he's careful about how he does it. Maybe with a pen and paper. Reference the size. Not, uh, anyway, yeah. not Nicole style. Anyway, uh, they've taken a similar design to create uh, this helmet. And what it does, it's not just traditional teardrop, which covers your ears and keeps everything in and then goes back in. I mean, teardrop, self-explanatory, right? Yeah. In a point at the back, the whole point, of that is that the point has to sit on your back. So you have to remain as stable as possible because if you do look down and the point goes up in the air, that creates a barrier, right? Yep. So it's not just the helmet, it's also positional. But this helmet flares out over the shoulders. And so 
thus kind of creates a beautiful aerodynamic line for the yes. wind to travel over your face. I'm using my hands a lot if you're watching. No, that, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost like I've got jazz hands. Gesticulating wildly. Um, it, it, it deserves flows it. flows over the face, over the shoulders, okay. back out, no disruption, no slowdown. Press That's on. the theory behind it. Okay. It looks funny. It, it, <laughs> it looks pause. Funny. funny. Well, uh, it's very yes. Star Wars. They, look, uh, they, we know. see like, crazy new helmets. They're not. There's always there is science involved. There is a point. We there is. A there's the a tour. lot of science involved in this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've seen head socks. We've seen uh, quite a cavalcade at the tour last year. Yeah, and um, it does. I mean, I, I think they need to be careful how crazy they go because the idea is to get it into the consumer market. Yeah. Um, but I also... I, I'd buy one. I have I, to point out, well... And paint it black. I know you would. And wait till you hear the name of the brand because I think this will be even more enticing. The brand, Joel, drum roll, is called Sweet Protection. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Do they sell them at the pharmacy or... Sweet Protection. <laughs> okay. I like it. No, yes. Look, very cool. Uh, I... Um, Obviously, it serves a purpose. It's high fashion. It's not the biggest race of the year, but good good way to sort of get it out and about. Looks pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very Star Wars. Uh, there's this yeah. this moment. I'm just quickly. I'm going to nerd it up really quickly. There's a scream. It's called the Wilhelm scream, oh. and it's it's in Star Wars. It's in a hundred thousand movies. I want to add it now. Every time the rider comes down. Uh, wearing that helmet, I think it'll just be very fitting to have the oh, sound. Is that what it that's is? That's pretty much what it sounds hmm, like. We might cool. we might see if we can workshop that, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, now, Kate, uh, you've 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 been busy. You're always busy. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how do I bring this up. Well done, uh, esports worlds. Well, oh. well, well done. Um, good stuff from you and the thank the you Aussies. Not didn't quite get the result, but like yeah, hmm. how how'd you go? Jeez, you're a hard taskmaster. No, well, I'm just sorry. Look, I think it was a bit underwhelming. Okay. But I will say our athletes did a tremendous job and each of them I'm incredibly proud of um, for their own contribution. Freddie Ovette was our best performer. He finished sixth in the men's. He could have won it. He just didn't have the legs. He admitted that and he did what he could with what he had. Yep. Uh, I don't think it's a case of he's going to reflect and completely change his preparation. I think it's sometimes you do everything right and you wake up and you've got legs that feel like coffee have been poured into them. You just have a day. And yeah, other days, yeah. everything, the preparation's crap and you wake up and somehow can do it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think they did everything right. But yes, look, I think if their performances go on my CV, it last year was better. Okay. Well, but, it's a <coughs> rapidly growing and we're seeing lots of of good results along the way. It is. But, and again, uh, each of them are superstars. And I am going to get one of the uh, athletes in here with us, Joel, Imogen okay. Alton. Excellent. Um, she's an incredible superstar and I'm very proud of her. Yep. She didn't um, progress through the first race, yep. um, but for her to even be on the start line is incredible. She's got a great story. So we'll get her in and I think it's important to talk about the good, the good part, Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about the good part. Absolutely. Uh, look, the the new. What did you think of the track? Because we were talking about the Scottish uh, the, the uh, replication. Did it work for you? Because you were a little bit. Uh, no. Before you said one leg either side of the fence. I think mm. on that you had both legs very much, and I'm not so sure. Side yeah, of no, they're both they they remain on that. Okay. I didn't love no the goods. format. But no goods. No nah. goods. What about the two a.m. wake up? Was that fun? <laughs> well, 
Look, the problem was, Joel, is that the children also got up at that time because they were excited. And then there was a uh, birthday party for an eight-year-old that day, um, one of one of our children. And uh, so, look, by mid-afternoon, fair to say, everybody needed a nap. Kate the Bear. I know, the was UCI. The the Can yeah. they do better, please? Is there something in that book? Can we t- change <laughs> yeah, the time? Well, there's a lot of pages. Time scheduling for race information officials around the electronic cycling sports side of the academy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We'll think of a better title. That's Catchy right. name. Uh, look, back-to-back champions in the women's, of course. Uh, look, tough gig, but... It grows and grows. Anyway, Kate, you are busy. Uh, I want to get to this on the Wheelhouse podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us, liking, sharing, and telling all your friends. So what is it, Kate? What, what, what's the matter? What, did, what happened with you in Belgium? All right. Are we going to talk okay. about Belgium? All right. <laughs> I love Belgium. I love it as a people. Um, I don't speak French, but my Flemish isn't too bad. I love it as a cycling nation. We all know my affinity for Wout. Yes. You can't say I'm anti-Belgian. I'm anti-Patrick you, you, you did Lefebvre. tip against him, but that, that's right. I am anti-Patrick. Okay. okay. All right. And now it's I've making sense. somewhat um, peeved. I had to be careful what word I use there. Um, peeved his supporters off uh, because good old Patrick, ever the reliable, he's been back at it. Isn't he? So let me just tell you. So what he's done is he's... You know, be in an interview, in a forum kind of thing, they've asked him about women's cycling. He's kind of teed off and said that he believes in the future of women's cycling. All right. Right. Oh, my Not gosh. Present, he said though. something um, pop, something nice. <laughs> but then he, of course, was good old Patrick, and he came back and he said, it's being artificially inflated. There's a minimum wage. The riders aren't even worth that. Um Blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have to say it was in Flemish. So I did a bit of translating because I lived over there for a while to get a base understanding of what it said. Okay. I then got some help with some translation. So I, I understand clearly what was said. I, I have to back that up because there were some people who weren't too happy with what I said. And what I said is good old Patrick, ever the reliable. What I take from this is that he believes in the future of women's cycling so long as he doesn't have to contribute to it. I'm sure he'll jump on board when it serves him to walk on, Patty. Walk on. Walk on. Oh, good one. Because I just thought, come on, dude. Like, just stop. Like, Jog on, Pat. You know? Yeah. Like, you believe in us, but. Like, I I just don't know that he deserves that much of an opinion. Um, Also, bearing in mind, it's not his money, Right. He's very good at getting sponsors, but it's not his money. So mm. I don't know that he gets to make these comments. Anyway, people got a bit uh, cranky. Look, a lot of people were on board with me, but um, there, were, <laughs> there were a few people in Belgium. One, um, his handle is called Belge Sports Fan. And he says, ha, he's already on board for multiple years and he's committed to it in the coming years as well. Like I'm an idiot. Okay. And the next one, and this fella's called Soul Ripper. Oh, wow. You got hit by the Soul Mm. Ripper. All right. And he says, if you actually watched women's cycling, you would know that he's already on board. Well, one thing we can definitely accuse you of, Kate Bates, is not ever watching women's cycling. That's for sure. Well, here's the next one. Um, And this is, um, I'm prepping Uh Merxy for the the beat button here. (laughs) Welps. This proves you didn't read the fucking interview. Oh! 
So, is it in capitals? Yes. Have you been flamed? It wasn't in capitals. You've been flamed uh, in Flemish. But look, they're not the only ones. <laughs> they're just the ones I thought I would uh, sanitary enough to, How to many read out. They? Just quietly, was it, they were just the ones you picked out. They were the, just the ones I picked out. Group of. It's, <laughs> it's interesting because I think that it, it, it is a reflection to me about the fact that I would say I'm someone who's quite learned in the space of cycling. You you know a thing or two, yeah. Not just women's cycling. Like, imagine what they would say to me if I had a comment about men's cycling, heaven forbid. Imagine the soul ripper then. Yeah, but they were all from Belgium, Uh that they really support him and, you know, like I thought I found it interesting. Is he a national treasure over there? He's that divisive. Like, is he – this is – I don't know. There was no – I got a lot of uh, messages in agreements too. Yeah. None from Belgium though. A lot of Australians thought I was on board, but the Belgians – so they're just, they're just sort of closing way. ranks around their own, basically regardless of him they literally are. saying yeah. athletes aren't worth what they're getting yeah. paid and it's being pushed. It's a, it's a piss take yeah. while you buy I mean, I'll say it wow. again. I think Patrick Lefebvre is a massive douche canoe. Yeah. I don't apologise for having that opinion. Yeah. That's one guy that we're, happy to we're, say we're not even pursuing to no. come onto the Wheelhouse podcast. And uh, uh, happy to take any tweets in reply too. Oh, how good. Yes. Shots fired. <laughs> yes. The Bates backlash yes. uh, unfolding on Twitter. But you know what? Look, well, call him out. <laughs> we'll and call I, and him I, out, yeah. I don't think you're going to stop doing that because you have the absolute right to do that. No, and so. because it's quite. I find the tweets quite funny. You enjoy the spice. <laughs> you enjoy the spice. I do. I okay. do. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I'd love to... You have to chat to Merckx, but imagine if you started throwing this shade from the wheelhouse social media, then we'd Ooh. all be in it. Well, I mean, remembering too, you know, Merckx and his Belgian link. I mean, <laughs> you know, he might he might throw a flavoursome little reply in there as well. Oh dear, what are we getting ourselves into? Merckx, do you have anything to say about this? Yeah, go on. Leave me out of it. Oh. <laughs> oh, he doesn't want to borrow oh. it. Okay, right. it's the wheelhouse podcast. It's live. It's loud. It's not based on science. Um, Spring has sprung, the classics. Mm-hmm. We've been excited about this, and everyone's talking about it. We want to talk about it as well. Uh, now, I wonder if your your Belgian yeah. issues have prevented you from being at the omelette. But anyway, that's that's another. I didn't even bother applying for a visa. <laughs> I just couldn't stand the rejection. Big year at the omelette. Yes. It's been obviously around for a while with the men. Big year for the women. Uh, first time. That's yes. exciting. But look, look, you don't know enough about women cycling to talk about it, of course. No. So let's talk about the men. Yeah. Sure. What are yes. you thinking? Well, it's the first World Tour race of the year for the fellas on European soil. Yes. That's big. Yep. And I think you get to this point in the season almost forgetting that because we've had a glut of racing, which has been fantastic. Um, and a lot of these tours like Algarve and uh, what have you, but they're not World Tour. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a big one. Opening classic. It's been World Tour since 2016 for the men, but it's been around, I think this is a 79th edition. Um of Het Newsblad. Now, Het Newsblad is the newspaper. Yeah. So the news story. Um, so essentially they race around. Omelope is lap mm-hmm. around. They're very creative, like Tour de France. I like it. Vuelta. Yep. You know, um, they race around where Het Newsblad is based. It has always been a sensational race. And you often get some names that, are really targeting the early classics because it's quite a long stretch of classics, right? That you just, you it's the time where you see new talent. Mm-hmm. People emerge as classic riders and I'm excited about that because I think that the people who we're looking at to win from the men's side are probably not your regulars. 
I mean, Van Art is not there. Is not there. Yeah. Cobrelli, of um, course, where the is one Wout? two last exactly. year. Exactly. Cobrelli. Out. Yeah. Um, he's out of the sport now, sadly. Yeah. Very sadly. Still such a bummer. Yeah. Um, but I reckon that there's a little bit of talent bubbling uh, that could come up. Who do you like, yeah. Bates? Well, Arnaud Delis is ah, the yes. big one. He's only 20, but he's really good at punchy climbs. He won a ton of races last year, but not even con- like not one step below World Tour, two steps below. But because of the way he won them and what he's shown in training and in preparation, they've thrown him in because they think he's a genuine hope. That's the Neo Pro. For, the ne- Neo Pro. Yeah, so, for Lotto Destiny. Okay. Nine yeah. nine wins, I believe. A, a, a yeah, decent take. But again, not at World 2 le- yeah. to a level, but it certainly indicates he's got the goods. Yeah. But I reckon Tom Pidcock, he could be there. That name again. Mm. Okay. So there did... Um, you know, unless you've had your head in the sand um, all week, you would have seen on our social media uh, that he escaped uh, disaster in Algarve in mm. the time trial, um, took a corner pretty hot, literally rode up the side of a little rock wall, back on, no worries. That was incredible. On the race. So, uh, what a just demonstration of skills oh, coming together, though. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. But that, like, you, you look at that kind of... Ride and you think he's got the skills, and when it comes to the cobbled classics, mm-hmm. I mean, he just isn't as anxious, so mm-hmm. mentally it's better. Um, physiologically, it's not as stressful because he's used to even like the impact and the different, yep, um, within the bunch. Geez, that was good wording for me. That's uh, all right, but I, I get you. he's got skills to pay the bills, Joel. Yeah, I'm putting a big circle around him, and they've got okay. um, KBK the day after, so Kern, Brussels, Kern. So it's a big weekend. I, I okay. So you're going to shout out for Pidcock. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Par- the, the the mastery of parkours and the cobbles, as you say, punchy mm. climbs. He's got it all. He's my man. He's the guy. Yep. He's the guy. You're saying it now. Tom. Tom. Wheelhouse he's tipping my man. competition. If he can't do it, I'm going to go with that. No one can. Yeah. Right. I'm Look, he's he missed the cyclocross worlds. Obviously, as a like, is that a good thing leading into this? Like, yeah, I how, think how so. do you think he'd be looking at that? Kept so, him fresh. A bit I mean, fresh. Yeah, okay. I mean, because we've also like, let's not forget that this is going to be the first race for a whole heap of them. Like Wright said, Fred, Fred mm. Wright, he's back. He's back. Yep. Um, yep. For Bahrain Victoria. But no Vanderpool, no no Wow, as you no, say. No, but you know, I think that over the last years we've almost come very dependent on. Um, Wout and Vanderpool. The rule of two. Well, to suggest whether a race is exciting or not. Sure. But we had that incredible showdown at Crossworlds, and now we're going to have some incredible showdowns with others. Yeah. And then there will be a couple of points, not too many, but a couple of points where they'll all come together. And that's why races like the Tour de France are so massive, mm-hmm. because they're the, the pinnacle. At the moment, people... Uh, like we're seeing Pog pull out of Strata Bianchi to do Paris Nice. Like it's never all of them together, mm, and that's okay. strategic. Yeah, I'll throw see. another one at you. In the mm. absence of Wout, uh, Christophe Laporte Ooh, taking a big step one. up for Yumbo. He is. So that's that's another yes, smoky. Yes. Not even a smoky. What's what's the next step up for a steamy? He's a, a steamy. steamy. Yeah. Like McSteamy. Are you He's a Grey's a Anatomy fan? No. Um, no. <laughs> okay. You talking about right. McDreamy? And McSteamy. McSteamy. There's McDreamy okay. and McSteamy. I didn't realise. Um, so on the McDreamy, <laughs> Jasper Phillipson, um, he could be another one. Is he much chopped? Yes. Well, Phillipson I mean, he was league, last though. season, but he hasn't raced yet this year. Okay. So 
does he have legs? Or? We don't know because we haven't seen him yet. I as mean, you say. look, he he has legs. Literally legs. It's just has he got? Fit if you legs? put him through a leg scanner, it would be like yes, confirming yes, he confirmed. has legs. Yep. Uh, does it? The legs have the capacity to co- carry him to glory. Well, we will see. We shall see. We okay. shall see. That's exciting, Kate Bates. Let's let's talk about the women now. I've got one name that I always love to throw out. See, there ladies. I uh, <laughs> AVV. Uh, it's it's the old pog has everyone nervous. Has AVV got everyone a bit nervous for the women's debut? See, see, see. More nervous. <laughs> More nervous. Yeah. Yes, but I was thinking about this. So it's her last year in the peloton. Yeah. No question. Physically, physiologically, that's like our bingo word today. Uh, she's better than everyone. I think she's proven that time and time again. And I think anybody who gets a little bit offended by that. Tough titties. It yeah. just is what it is. Doesn't make you a bad person <laughs> if you can't keep up with her upper heel. It just is what it is. But yeah. what she does lack, and we have seen this many times, is confidence in the bunch and skills. However, she's overcome this for the most part because she's just been able to ride away from them. Mm-hmm. But as the bunch gets more depth, as we get deeper into world tour status and we've had more years of development and we have a lot more riders that are closer in both experience and in talent, she's not going to be able to do that yep. to the same degree. So for longer in the race, there will be a bigger bunch okay. that she has to deal with that will cause some nervousness, that will create a little bit of a risk. So I'm not saying that she won't still do the AVV thing and just smoke everybody. Uh-huh. But I think that it is coming closer for the the skills, the talent, the depth kind of uh, factors that each year compound a little bit. Okay. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. That's interesting. That's something to think about because yep. I think the the other thing is if you look at the contenders and who we've seen so far this year, all eyes are really on the sprinters. Mm-hmm. On Balsamo, she's in incredible form. Vibes yep. and Vibes. Cool have had their little showdown uh, for a little bit of an extra dynamic. Vibes and Kapeki are both on SD Works yep. uh, this year. Kapeki season debut, I believe, as well. It is, yep. and a lot of Kapeki would normally go Demi in Volering as their as well. big favourite. Yep. Yes, yep. but you know they've got a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, but nobody is going to want the sprinters to get to the line okay. because they're so strong this year. And so that changes it too because it's not just AVV uh, and Movistar who are trying to break things up. I think there'll be a lot of teams trying to. And uh, look, historically, 12 of the additions have finished in a very small bunch mm-hmm. or a solo. So We'll see. Yeah. AVV, uh, Vollering, I believe, had a, had a stoush last year. Yes. Uh, this this field, I guess, for the significance of the event, it's a, it's a stacked field, as well. Tough to pick a winner. I don't think yeah. I don't think you or I can do it. I'm going to ask Merksy. Merksy, oh. who's your tip for the uh, for the women's race, mate? Okay, I don't think he wants to give us one. Right. <laughs> and look, I get it. I wouldn't want to either. I I would definitely say that I think that Balsamo okay can get it over the line. That's my pick. You know what? Quick aside, Balsamo and, and Jonas, if they became friends, like special mm. friends. Whatever. Oh, special friends. Balsamo Vingegaor. That would be I mean, really cool. Apologies to um, Vingegaor's lovely wife. Yeah, no, just, I said friends. <laughs> I said friends. You can just put them together. Balsamo, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, now, someone who's not going to be there is your man, yes. Wow. I see where you're going, Balsamic Vinegar. Yes. It took me a while. I apologize. No, but right. I, I love that you called me out before getting the joke. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, 
Your mate Wout, uh, not going to be there. No. Now he's also missing. <laughs> where's Wout? Where's Wout? Where's Wout? Where's Wout and his stripes? <laughs> he took a two-day break from Strava and it's absolute panic stations for the world. The world mm-hmm. is going, where is Wout? Where is Wout? What, what's, well, it's what? a thing. He's like, he's very much of the belief. And I can say this without having actually asked him about it. But if I, next <laughs> when he time comes on, I can, yeah. <laughs> if they ever let me into Belgium again, I will, um, is that he's like, if it's not on Strava, did it even happen? Did it happen? You know? And I know that there's a lot of athletes who get so anxious about missing data, you know, that it freaks them out to not have a complete data set. And I feel like that's where Wout sits with it, right? So he uploads everything onto Strava and he didn't for a couple of days and... Panic stations. In Belgium, panic stations. So on Belgian social media, people were freaking out. Where is he? What's wrong? To the point where they contacted, formally contacted the team and said, what's wrong? Where wowed at. Where wowed. And they had to admit that he wasn't very well. Where worried about wowed. Yeah, where worried about wowed. And... He was at altitude and he was on Struggle Street and he'd had a couple of days off. He said that too. So I just I wasn't quite ready. Yeah, but Chill they out. they picked it. Yeah. But last year, rewind to before Paris-Roubaix, and he had COVID, and the team manager Richard Plug said, "We're banning you from Strava in the lead-in." Wow. Because they didn't want speculation about his form. They didn't want everybody picking it apart. Yeah. Okay. But it has me thinking. Like, I think. A lot of the riders are comfortable to put it up because whatever, like, yeah. good luck other teams. Especially when you can use it to draw like a horse. Or yeah, a, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. who wouldn't? A rocket ship. But yeah. but I think that, if anything, it's actually probably the media that's the problem yeah. because people then write about it, analyse it, and that can put a bit of pressure on them. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, they don't live in a bubble. Like, unless they stay off social media altogether and yeah. they don't do interviews or whatever, it will catch up with them. Of course it will. And so I guess the teams are trying to protect them from that. But It's a click happy generation. Of yeah, but I don't I mean, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal that his data goes up, but it is quite funny that yeah. you immediately know like he goes for he gets a welfare check after two days. I, I will Strava Such an itself anomaly. is going like why are you not letting Wow? I know. I mean is it at the know. point where if he has a recovery day or, you know, go going to a friend's wedding and doesn't ride or something that he has to publicly announce it. Here's hey, wonder, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, I just he should just he should just share his calendar off. with Twitter, just like you know, your outlook, you just <laughs> yeah. share your calendar with Twitter yeah. so everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's just going, "Wow, where are you? Exactly. Hello, it's been 14 hours." I know. Well, quite okay. funny though. We'll see him soon, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, now, Kate, I, I'd like to ask you if you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> Why everyone is so excited about, not everyone, but everyone in France seems to be so excited oh. about a fizzy frenzy at the Tour de France. They've announced a, a new sponsor. Christophe Mallet from SBS, I think, has said it's France's Vegemite. Whatever. Thanks. That's Whatever. okay. Who cares? I'm sorry, but Orangina, what, what, why is this so... Everybody cares, well, and okay. I do not know why. All right, good. I'm glad. I thought you were about to say <laughs> yes. you care. I was like, oh, I okay. don't get it. Yes, yep. Orangina. Um, and look, we actually printed out the French <laughs> pronunciation, which clarifies nothing, uh-huh. I must say. Um, but it's described as a lightly carbonated beverage made from carbonated water, 12% citrus juice, 10% from concentrated orange, 2% right. from a combination of concentrated lemon and mandarin. 
Oh, wow. There's a lot of citrus in there. I think pretty much it's Was what that happens. Your French accent? Like, <laughs> yeah, can you do that again with in a my French accent? No. Yeah. Um, I cannot. But how do you think we say it with a French accent? Or, or, orangina? Or, orangina? I love that you're asking me that. I don't know. Orangina. <laughs> orangina. But I reckon it's like the Aussie hack where you get a glass of orange juice and you put some sparkling water in it. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. You've yeah. got. Orangina. It's lolly water. Is it's that what lolly saying? water. I love yes. some of the uh, the headlines. So I said fizzy frenzy. Uh, another one is refreshing the tour, sweet deal, conquering the taste buds of cycling fans. Well, so I think that's the point. People have gone bananas, <laughs> and I don't get it. It's like if Vegemite sponsored the AFL, or you know the NRL, any of our football codes, I don't think that anybody would really care. No. Like they'd be like, cool. I no, get, yeah. you know, sample nut- um, Nutella, um, sample Vegemite. Yeah, but not like this. It's, I really don't get it. It's like, no, I don't care. But, but I randomly find myself buying six tubs of Vegemite at the supermarket yeah. without even thinking about it. <laughs> yes, and for Orangina, sure. they're just going. Hoo-hoo. I know, but look, their mo- their uh, motto, like tagline, is shake it. You just shake it. I thought, shake it. I thought, okay. No, I thought that's you were it. like shake it. And something. No, that's it. Okay. Shake it. It's not like a James Bond. Shake it and stir it. No, just no? Okay. shake it. And wow. uh, uh, But I do think, so I don't know if you know this, Joel, but in cycling, Coke, like Coca-Cola, yeah. is I'm called- I'm glad you qualified that. Oh yeah, okay. Is called the Black Doctor. Yes, okay. Because when you're really nearly out of energy, that beautiful black syrup mm. of Coca-Cola- Texas tea. Will be like yeah. the doctor. It will help you. Do we think, given the very high sugar content of orangina, maybe it's the orange doctor? Do you think that's where they're trying to take it? So that we've seen all these uh, images in past broadcasts, Joel, of Jay Vine necking Fanta. I was about to say, yes, good luck getting the likes of Jay and Pog. I know. I mean, that's the thing. Are we going to see these iconic images of the riders necking an orangina? Or or are we going to see an issue where the riders are going, Yeah, an issue where they're on the Fanta, which is very clear competitor. Pog loves his Fanta. Mm. Absolutely punches a can of Fanta at the end of the day. Pog onto the Orangina. We'll see. We'll see. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. We're almost out of time on the Wheelhouse podcast. There's a lot happening. Uh, What else is coming up? Uh, It's actually underway at the moment. Now, the Track Nations Cup is underway, but you you had to go on a bit of a uh, bit of a swim, a bit of a deep dive to actually find some results before the TV coverage gets underway. I did. They don't televise the first day. um, Possibly a good thing for the World Cup. Uh, Yeah. Well. and so I couldn't easily find the results. It will be broadcast on SBS all the other days. So that'll be easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, yep. or orange, orange squeezy, squeezy, as it may be. Yeah. Uh, but day one was the team's pursuits, the men and the women. And uh, New Zealand, Joel, absolutely romped it in. That was a fantastic display. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic yeah. display. Hey, bro. Um, the Australians, oh, that was bad. Aussies, um, yeah. They were, they were third. Shut. They were shut. No, they weren't shut. They weren't shut, shut sorry. They no. were third in the fellas okay. and fourth in the woman. Okay. Woman. Um, yeah, so look, the Aussies were a little bit off pace, but um, I'm just really impressed with the Kiwis, actually. Mm. They've had some issues yep. in their high-performance program, and I just love seeing them come back from that. You They've know, also I'd, had a lot going on at home outside oh, the sport. It's been a terrible amount. time it in New Zealand. It has been a really crappy time for New Zealand, yeah. hasn't it? And so I think there's a lot of pressure on yeah. a lot of them, and, and I'm proud of them um, in that front. 
Yes. Uh, ma- always massive solidarity and, with our um, trans And you, I mean, uh, you know that I, I love to claim a Kiwi as Aussie when uh, they succeed. And yeah. so, you know, this is win-win for the Aussies. Who are you poaching this time? <laughs> yes. Have you decided yet? The whole team's pursuit. Okay, the whole team. Uh, men and women. Yes. We, uh, we, we've got 14 Aussies riding their guts out in Jakarta. Yes. But we do have... Uh, Maddie Richardson coming Oof. back, of course, with Tommy Cornish and Lee Hoffman. They'll uh, be in their rainbow stripes in the team sprint. How cool is boom. that? How cool is that? Very by cool. The way. So that's exciting. Looking forward to seeing that unfold and Aussies to squaring that ledger as time goes on. Indeed, as well. yes. This has been fun. It has been fun. This has been fun. It has. I'm just waiting for. We got some coffee brought in. I'm just waiting for the Ohanjina to arrive and then yes. I think we're on our way. It's a fizzy frenzy in the wheelhouse bunker. It really is. Shake uh, it, Joel. Yeah, shake, shake it. it. <laughs> Stare it. Anyway, <laughs> this has been great. Uh, I'm going to let you go and contact the consulate to try and sort your stuff out with Belgium. Yes. Uh, just block Soul Ripper or whatever his name is. Just <laughs> yes. You don't need that in your or life. Or Belgian sports fan. <laughs> or just block Belgium <laughs> for now if you can. Uh, thank you so much for your company. Please do like, share, Follow, subscribe. Uh, it's a lot of fun on the Wheelhouse podcast. You can watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us everywhere. Uh, Joel, 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 before we go, thanks I found that clip. To our friends at Listener. And I found before the clip. we go, I've got a, I've got a surprise. <gasps> I've just got a special surprise. We really? found the clip. You Merxie found Orange. Oh. I thought you found Orangina, but okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw now because Merxy has done his magic. And here <gasps> it is for the fans of the Wheelhouse. Exclusively. Here from the bunker. Okay. I'm, I've braced myself. It's called drafting. One car touches. So I guess this is a. Uh, Two cars can go faster than one. Explanation. This, this is, is our the most. Tutorial ex- in understanding this, yes, I mean, if you are not watching and you are listening, then you should watch. I'm not sure that I want to describe this, but I suppose this is our saucy scene. It is. From Days of Thunder, where he is. Look, I have to say, he's actually doing a really ripper job of showing her drafting um, up her in a thigh with some ice. And you go straight to victory lane. Heavens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Any questions? There's a lesson in drafting. Uh, Each ice cube representing your favourite rider. Yes! Uh, Echelons, now we finally, we fully understand it. And my thanks to Tom Cruise for his second appearance on the Wheelhouse podcast. Yes. Nicole Kidman debuting there. Uh, and big thanks to Merksy for dig- digging that yes. one out uh, and helping all, helping enlighten us all. Helping us finish off this week. We'll draft our way into another show soon. Yes. Thank you so much for your company. This is the Wheelhouse podcast. See you soon. The Wheelhouse is brought to you by our friends, the Grow Getters Group, Champion System and Pisse. Recorded at River City Studios for listening. Executive produced by Luke Beers. Written and hosted by Catherine Bates and me, Joel Spreadborough.